Let's get it going here. How you feeling about love? How you feeling about love? How you feeling about Lafleur? How you feeling about Joe Barry? How you feeling about this team? How do you feeling about the present, the future, the direction? Goody, even maybe throw him into this uh, conversation, into this equation. You got a a ball club now with. A 6-6 six and six record. It was looking bad about a month and a half ago. A lot of downtime. It was looking down, and you had people calling for, for jobs, for, for guys to be replaced. Where are the, uh, where are the you know, players who wanted, or the, the, excuse me, the fans who wanted Sean Clifford to, to be getting snaps right now to be playing? Gotta love it right now, baby. How, how do you not love this right now? If you're if you're a Packers fan, to see these young dudes going out there and just balling out like they don't have a care in the world because they're just playing football and they're playing some darn good football, and they have a shot to make the postseason. Will they make a deep run of the postseason? My opinion, probably not. But you hope this is something that that just is continues to build on continues to get better and the future just looks awesome right now it looks awesome how, how do you not be pumped over these last couple of weeks with a win at Detroit on Thanksgiving and now a win against the Chiefs the defending Super Bowl champs and Patrick Mahomes a defense that is top five against with with the Chiefs defense Love just looked, he looked uber confident last night, didn't he? I mean, that might have been one of the first times all season long or throughout the the entire game. I'm like, hey, I feel good that we're going to be moving this ball. You know, I I know all the talk was, and and I was kind of thinking of it too, you know, in, in that fourth quarter, what, 10 minutes left, eight minutes left, whatever it was, and it's like, okay, you can't, Got to get a touchdown here. You can't can't give the ball back to, to Patrick Mahomes and, and such. But I'm thinking uh, too is like Chiefs better be thinking about that too with Jordan Love with the way the offense was moving the ball over there. I mean, he looks more confident. He looks more poised. He's throwing the ball down the field a whole lot better. Doesn't look to be rattled. He's now. The, the one thing that's probably really standing out when it comes to love is that C word, the consistency. He's starting to put it together back-to-back-to-back to back to back games. He's starting to put it all together. And I love the mindset, too, where you know some of those picks earlier on in the season, especially in the end zone and such, they really haven't kind of derailed him. I mean, that catch from Christian Watson in the end zone, dude, that was a tight throw. Put it in a spot where Christian Watson could utilize his height and make a play. Speaking of which, Christian Watson, that might be another player too. Where's, where, where are the people at calling out for, for his job? How many times are we not going to learn about this? Now, I don't know if Christian Watson is going to go on to have a great career, but how many times do we have to go through this where it's like got to get sometimes be a little patient with second-year players or even rookies? Right, we got to be a little patient with this stuff. 
I know patience is a virtue, but and a lot of us don't have it. I don't have it sometimes, too. I'll admit that, but goodness gracious, that dude was balling last night, too, and hopefully, hopefully that injury last night isn't too serious with uh, with the hamstring. Lafleur didn't have a whole lot to say afterwards, but I think the fact that Watson didn't spend a whole lot of time in the blue medical tent and was still on the sidelines, and apparently he was high-fiving guys after he got out of that tent and that hopefully it's not too long of a thing and i don't know but with a, with a hamstring injury and christian watson that's something that he's obviously dealt with uh, for the last couple of years almost kind of reminds me a little bit of clay matthews here in the early goings of clay matthews career but nonetheless how do you not feel good about what the direction of this ball club right now how, how do you not and I know a lot of it is to, to love, and rightfully so. The way he is playing, I, the guy just looks like things are starting to slow down a little bit. Like he's starting to understand the, the defense. And I thought Collinsworth, for as much as I had my gripes. By the way, for all the talk, too, about Collinsworth over the last couple of years, about like how much. I, I know it's like a social media thing, but there's been this thing on social media for like the last year and a half, last couple of years. Where, you know, that they've kind of talked about like his just loves Patrick Mahomes and everything about Patrick Mahomes. That was pretty evident last night uh, there too. But nonetheless, I thought Collinsworth made a made a good point too, and something we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. It's starting to see, or it seems like, and it's starting to to feel like we're finally seeing a Lafleur style offense. The, the the offense, I think that we expected or wanted to see at the beginning of the year. Right? This is what we were hoping to see at the beginning of the year. This is what we were expecting to see at the beginning of the year. So, not only if we had growth with Love and a lot of these younger players on the offensive side of things, I think you're seeing growth with LaFleur kind of finally getting into a rhythm with a bunch of new guys you know we take it for granted i think sometimes when we when we talk about these young guys coming in first year guys second year guys and getting acclimated to the game you know the floor as a play caller too has got to get a little more got to get acclimated to these guys too with a brand new quarterback it's one thing to have all these meetings and you know non-padded practices and, and that such but when you actually get into a game it's a whole different world. And I think LaFleur has done a really good job. He has done a really good job at finding what's been what's working now. We're seeing a lot more misdirection. We're seeing some more creative stuff. Maybe getting to, into his bag of tricks. But we're starting to see, and we have been seeing, these last couple weeks especially... The offense that we wanted to see at the beginning of the year. And we're starting to see this identity of this team. This is what we wanted. And it's putting players in, in a position to succeed, especially his young quarterback, Jordan Love. And Jordan Love is rewarding him, too, by having some great play. They're They're showing confidence in each other. They're they're showing trust in each other. The coaching staff, Lafleur, is showing trust in his inexperienced offense, and the offense is rewarding him with making some plays. 
you continue to make some big plays, the more trust you're going to get from your coaching staff, from your play callers. So, growth from Love. I think you're getting growth from LaFleur. Now, what about Joe Barry? Do you give him a little bit of credit? Do you give this defensive unit a little bit of credit? I mean, this is... The, the one thing I will say, too, especially starting with that uh, Chargers game, when you've had no Jair and you've had a secondary, your top two corners are a seventh-round rookie and a practice squad player who's been up and down from the practice squad the last year plus, there was a long time that at these last couple games you really haven't heard their names mentioned a whole lot, right? Because they're not getting, they're, they're doing their job on the outsides. They're doing a really good job. You got to give credit to Valentine and Valentine for holding the fort on the outside there. And Nixon, you know, Nixon, we've talked about him as, you know, he gets a lot of attention as a kick returner. Made the big interception last night. But he has been doing a fantastic job. He was given that nickel roll at the beginning of the year. The slot corner, and I thought I think he's been doing a really good job. But you look at those guys being put in there, and you know safeties have been kind of all over the place. Jonathan Owens has been playing some good ball as of late. I think you got to give a little credit to Joe Barry. I said it a few weeks ago, before that Detroit game, that you know I felt like it was kind of trending that Joe Barry might have a job still with Green Bay next year, and Packers fans might not like it. But if it continued to go this direction, I feel like his job's safe. And right now, I feel even more confident in that. Whether you like it or not, he's this this unit has been playing better. This unit has been playing better. A little bit more aggressive. I mean, what, Patrick Mahomes was sacked three times last night for the first time this year, Was would they say on the telecasts? Sacks in big-time moments in the red zone, too got to give him credit for the players that are kind of on that field. I mean, if you would have said that we're starting Valentine and Valentine out there and, you know, Jonathan Owens and Rudy Ford and, you know, just the secondary as a whole, if you told me that that was the lineup there and you had to go up against the offense of the Lions, the Chargers offense, and then Kansas City with Mahomes and Kelsey, I'd be like, okay, that's three losses done a really good job got to give the man credit got to give that unit credit was there issues in the running game stopping the run absolutely but i almost felt like and i don't know if this was the case but i almost felt like last night that green bay was willing to on, on the defensive side was willing to play a little bit more coverage and not really load up the box for for a couple reasons. One, they were playing with a lead, so if Kansas City wanted to drain the clock and, you know, tick, 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 right? You know, if they were willing to, you know, run the football and drain the clock, Green Bay was willing for that. But also, it almost felt like, too, it's like, okay, they didn't didn't want Mahomes to get into a groove and maybe really go after the the corners there. And, And, you know, Kelsey, for the love of all, you know, how does Kelsey get open all the time, too? Like, you know, it's like one of those things. And, and I get it. There was a play. You know, Mahomes is 
you know, running and he's scrambling and then he does a little jump fake and then, you know, Kelsey's wide open and they were going off about Mahomes' magic and I'm like, that's not magic. The guy was scrambling, the linebackers came up and they left Kelsey open. If that's magic, that's like an eight-year-old magic trick box that you get them for Christmas and ain't Harry Potter magic for crying out loud. Let's tone it down just a little bit, guys. But I digress. But I felt like they were willing to kind of give up the run a little bit because they didn't want Mahomes kind of going off on that secondary or or trying to contain Mahomes a little bit. And I think it's a lot of hand-in-hand. It's a lot of complimentary football. You can maybe get away with doing that if your offense is playing really well, and Green Bay's offense was playing really well last night. And if Kansas City was willing to drain a lot of clock by continuing to run the football, I think Green Bay was willing or was, was, was okay with that. And it was big in the first half when they held them out of that red zone. That was big. That was huge. We're starting to see, I think, some some good complimentary football. Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect by any means. But it's, it's a lot better than what it was at the beginning of the year and into October. This team's playing with a lot of confidence right now. Whole lot of confidence. And when you look at this upcoming schedule, with the you now you just hope like okay, don't don't start to read your headlines, right? That's that's something Lafleur and his coaching staff's gonna have to gonna have to preach to this team. And I think he kind of started to do it last night with, with some of his post game quotes. You know, kind of throwing out there, this league will humble you really quick. Got to keep it focused. Otherwise, you will be humbled really quick, and he is absolutely right. Don't overlook the Giants. Don't have too big of a head. Don't go in there thinking with this upcoming schedule. Now that you got through Chargers, Detroit, and Kansas City, first of all, if we rewind it, if you were, how many of you would have thought Green Bay would have went 3-0 and against Chargers, Detroit, and Kansas City? Anybody's raising your hand, you're lying. Okay? Besides G-Man, because he'd have them go 19-0 and every single time. But you're lying otherwise. But the, now Green Bay, I think their biggest concern is with a younger team heading into this thing with this final stretch of games, with the final quarter. Really, I'm getting close to the final quarter here. Yeah, about five, final quarter. We'll call it the final quarter here. But with these last five games coming up here, you're just like, okay, now don't start to read your headlines. Don't go on social media. Don't start to read all the praise. Don't start to, to read the stuff saying, hey, Packers are a team nobody wants to play right now. Hottest team, one of the hottest teams. Don't start to read that. It'll be hard. We're human. We do it. Right? We, we do it in different scenarios and everyday life situations. It'll be hard, but this is the challenge that Lafleur and his coaching staff is going to have with a younger team now is to keep them focused. And this is where the player veterans got to step it up too. Guys who have been there before. Guys who have you know, been in a, a similar situation or maybe have been on really good teams and they get to the postseason and fall. This is where the veterans have to step up too. These veterans... The, the Kenny Clarks, right? Uh, Jair's, if you will. Um, you know, shot Preston Smiths. This is where those team veterans have to step up. Be like, guys, hey, we're playing good, but 
one game at a time. Focus on one game. Don't overlook the Giants. Don't overlook Tampa Bay. Hell, don't overlook Carolina. Take care of your business. You haven't won anything yet. You've put yourself in a position now to where you control your destiny. Green Bay controls their destiny. Not anybody else. Not the Rams. Not Seattle. Not Minnesota. Green Bay controls their destiny. They want to get in. They control that. They don't have to rely on anybody else now. And that's what you want to be. That's that's the position you want to be in. If you want to get, get into the postseason with a few games left to go, you want to be controlling your own destiny and not scoreboard watching. All right, tell you what. Let's uh, bring in our good friend, our good buddy, Justice Cleveland, sports director, WEAU 13 News. Justice, obviously, let's uh, let, let's get your thoughts on the uh, on the Packers' win last night against the Chiefs. To me, this wasn't expected. No. And if they still might not make the playoffs, and if they don't make the playoffs, I won't be. Right. I'm going to be disappointed because I think it's just one of those teams that's very young, obviously the youngest in the league. So there's a lot to watch and grow and a lot of potential there. But I think the way they played last night, that's your coming out party for this Packers team. Mm-hmm. Problem is, you're not going to surprise anybody no. anymore because no. you beat the Super Bowl champs. Yep. Then you are definitely flying up on the top of that radar. And before that, it was the line scene that everybody loves, right? You know, in their house on a short week, Thanksgiving too. You know, and the Lions, you know, th- to have those two wins in a row, that's uh, yeah. You're not going to catch anybody by surprise anymore. I just, you know, you can the whole defensive thing. I can. I don't think there are. There's not the 85 Bears mm-hmm. out there. These teams that like Kansas City. You've watched them blitz and blitz and blitz like they did against the Eagles, and stuff, and it worked. Mm-hmm. The Packers found a way to have their offense, a young offense, go against that defense that is let Steve Spagnola, yep. one of the best coordinators in the league, mm-hmm. and Matt LaFleur was able to move the chess pieces in the right spot. Yeah. So, well, you can't take that away from the Packers. and I mean, right now, depending on how they finish up, I mean, LaFleur's got to be in the running for Coach of the Year. I was kind of wondering that too. He's got to be. I, I mean, mean, you know, given everything at right now, why? You know, why isn't his name being potentially mentioned? Six and six with a, the yeah. youngest team in the NFL. I love the little up. nugget too that the offense was actually younger than the Packers' average age. Right. Did you hear that nugget? Yeah. Like, oh I mean, wow! Okay. An offensive line that imploded in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. A defense that has now built themselves up to being a staunch defense. I'd say a team that a defense you can go out there and kind of hang your hat on lately mm-hmm. i mean almost most of the season i hate you know for as much as there was a lot of the joe barry hate early on mm-hmm. they really have solidified as a defense yes they'll give up a big play every once in a while but yeah. last six weeks i think they've been solid yeah real solid so it's 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 fun to watch it really is well uh we got uh, all in caps joe barry for president <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm not saying that and uh, uh, there's not things that they still can't build i'm i'm right. just i'm optimistic about this team but mm-hmm. yeah i i still look at it as a young team that could who knows what happens in the last few weeks but the schedule works out perfectly for them now to mm-hmm. to make a run to the playoffs uh a couple more texts here see it's this is i said it in the first hour this is actually one of the monday mornings where there's been a lot of enthusiasm and optimism which right. 
I love it. Uh, one texture, uh, though, saying you can't uh, satisfy everybody. Some people are just happier being miserable. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another texture saying, uh, come on, everybody. Let's give credit to where credit is due. They are playing some really good football, whether you like Joel Berry, Matt LaFleur, or Jordan Love or not. Give credit to where credit is due. The Packers have beaten some really good teams. And, yes, to that texture, they have beaten some really good defenses as well. So Yeah, I mean, this is a stretch that just shows you the potential. It really, mm-hmm. And I, I think we're seeing the wrinkles in that offense come out more and what kind of what we were expecting early in the year. They just weren't able to – they weren't able to execute. I think it was just a lot of just everybody getting on the right page. Yeah, yep. Uh, another texture. This is from Greg saying, funny how a texture calls you out for being defensive, yet he's doing the, the defensive thing by responding. Okay, we're not going to get into a little <laughs> match like that there. Um <laughs> Playground, right? Yeah. Uh, I did. So I, I was kind of. I'm, I'm glad you, you you were able to come in here because I think the last time we were talking to you was a few weeks ago about this team. It might have been after. Was it after the Minnesota game? Maybe I think so. Yeah. yeah. No, because you were in Minnesota. You were at. I that was game. at that one. Yep. So did you? Were you? Yeah, in, I was here. Okay. Were, yeah. Okay. So you know they they lose that one. Sky's kind of falling. You know the optimism's a little bit down, and now. You know, looking at this team, six and six, as you mentioned, could be in the play. But the thing is, they control their destiny too. Right. That's the thing is, like they don't have to hope for the Rams to lose a game here or there, or Minnesota or Seattle. This is a young team, an inexperienced team that's growing, but now they control their destiny. Yeah. With this schedule coming up here, with it's, these five it, games, it's it's huge. I mean, who would have thought that uh, Minnesota Packers game on New Year's Eve? Yeah, was going to be something. I think we talked about like would they flex it out of it or try to do something to get mm-hmm. it out of that Sunday night position, just because. Yeah, both teams were when when it was, we talked about the last Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. Now, potential for a playoff spot being on the line there, and then of course yep. the always the Bears in that last game. Yep, it's as long as this team can keep its head, you know, mm-hmm. and not get too full of themselves. Void injuries, which, I mean, when you watch Christian Watson pull up there at the end of the game, yeah, that's scary to see. Yeah, Thankfully, you have such great depth right now at wide yeah. receiver, but injuries are, you know, that, that's that been a tough thing. But that's the other thing you could talk about, LaFleur. How many injuries has this team overcome to be where they are? I mean, you mm-hmm. could, we thought this guy was when, like, Razul Douglas got traded. Yeah. Like, that was like, okay, this, you know, some of these guys are maybe giving up. That was the talk. It's like, is, a lo- is he losing the locker room? Mm-hmm. You look at it now, and that Douglas trade almost looks like it was perfect timing to get somebody who, again, I have nothing against Rizul Douglas, and I think he's just an emotional guy. But if things were to go wrong, I think he wasn't going to be able to handle it that well. Right. And they're like, okay, we we got to give him go get him somewhere where he's going to be happy, mm-hmm. keep the lock, and hey, right now it looks like a brilliant move. And Brian Gutekunst is looking well. That's like, the other name. Like I, I, I kind of casually mentioned in the first hour, but you know. Matt LaFleur has been doing a really good job. Yeah. Joe Barry has been doing a good job. Jordan Love has been doing a really good job. Goody, do we got to give that guy a little bit of credit yeah. for, for what oh, he's built right now? A ton, mm-hmm. especially because of the restrictions with the cat. I mean, kind of those are his own self-inflicted there with Rodgers. But, yeah, yeah I mean, you got to give him a ton of credit because he's had a plan and he stuck with it. Yep. And now, I mean... Again, we're still, it's a small sample size for Jordan Love, but mm-hmm. everything that has happened looks justified right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, absolutely. What's the, been the biggest thing that you've noticed, maybe from a few weeks ago to where he's at now, with with Jordan Love? Like, if you had to pinpoint, or maybe the biggest one, like the difference. What what is it that's really stood out to you about Jordan Love? I think to me, it's the game slowing down. He seems calm, no matter what's going, and very Mahomes like. Mm-hmm. Where if there's seven guys coming on him. He's still looking to throw that ball. He, you know, he he took the sack late in the game. Yep. But that's also more of a, you know, let's just keep control of the ball. Yep. Don't don't do anything stupid with it. And, and you kind of wonder as if that grows. Great, he didn't throw the ball away to stop the clock, right? Right. So there's a positive there. The po- the other negative though is like you just gave your rookie kicker ten yards, right? Extra distance. But Frank you hope Carlson it, too. I mean, he looked oh, good dude. last night. Yeah, he did. After I mean, there's there's been talk, obviously rumbling mm-hmm. after. His struggle, especially with extra points. That's where I said, give that man his due, because that was a clutch kick. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, I was nervous as I'll get home when he was lining up. Because Tariko, every kick, too, before that, he's like, yeah, Anders Carlson pregame really struggled on this side of the yeah. field. And it's like, jeez, thanks, Tariko. I still just wish they would have gotten the, the the fair catch rule kick. <laughs> right. That's my favorite rule. <laughs> I wanted to see him try the 65-yarder from a free kick, because he has a leg to do it. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it has been, for Jordan Love, you can see the game slowing down. Yeah. The touchdown pass that he made in the crowd, I mean, yep. it, 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 the throws he's making, you know, it's almost, you know, people are like, oh, he's overshooting these guys. But a lot of times I feel like he's putting that ball in a place where only that person can make the play. Mm-hmm. If it, if it, they have to reach up, make it, you know, an spectacular catch. So be it, but he's putting the ball. He's not throwing it as much into traffic anymore either. I mean, the decision making, I think you can tell that it, after I don't know when it clicked, but it looks like it's clicking now with him a mm-hmm. lot more than it was early in the season. We saw the glimpses early in the season, but it's really like all of a sudden he's turned a page and looks like a guy who's been out there for a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, there's this honestly is probably one of the most excited and optimistic. Packers fans have been, I think, in all season long. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. maybe besides after Chicago, but that was after one game, you know, right. opening week in that. But at this point in time, there's more optimism than, than you know, downism. <laughs> Pessimism. <laughs> yeah. There, go. there is a word for it. I thought. I was... <laughs> yeah. Well, I think so, and I I think that it's warranted because he mm-hmm. really has been playing at a great level, and and I think Lafleur has also grown with him. You know, we've been talking about these young guys growing together. Mm-hmm. But you kind of have to wonder too, and I'm not trying to, you know, to to take away any blame or that too. But you kind of wonder too: has Lafleur really grown? Like he understands what he has now. Like yeah. there's one thing to be in practice, and you know, it's not padded. Nobody's, you know, it's it's different to actually be in a game, right? And to yeah. be calling a game in a headset and just kind of. But it feels like Lafleur's like, all right, I know what I got. I'm comfortable. We're, we're all growing together with this thing. It looks like the offense that I think we wanted and expected to see at the beginning of the year, the Lafleur offense right. over there. And it just looks like there's a lot of trust between play caller and quarterback and these players right now. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. I think the first four or five weeks mm-hmm. in the NFL, I, I was just thinking about this when I was driving. It's like, it almost should be like pool play. Because mm-hmm. like, you don't know anything until probably after week five. And it seems like, you know, like, look at how many of the teams that struggled. Look at the Vikings. Look at the Packers. Two examples of teams that struggled early on mm-hmm. and now have turned it on and, and, and are battling for playoff spots. So, yeah, I think th- this team took its lumps. Yep. It definitely took its lumps, but 
the way they're clicking right now, the way they got that offense going in with your five deep at wide receiver like they are, and and he's not just keying on one guy, yep. which is almost maybe better that they don't have like a Devonte Adams because you don't have that. You really don't have a safety blanket. You have guys who are they. I think Romeo would probably be his maybe safety yeah. blanket on on a lot of those. But mm-hmm. I also get to say it's like not having Aaron Jones there. That's you lose that real veteran presence that would have been the safety you know blanket yep. as well security blanket whatever you want to say about it yeah. yeah not having him I think made them also be like okay we got to expand things down and you know credit to AJ Dillon yep. you know what we were kind of bemoaning him early in the season he's been playing better we were talking about that in the first playing better a little bit here as yeah. of late so. he looks like what you want from a one yep. especially because he's he's not called to carry the load. Right, but he he's been getting clutch yards when they need it, which was the was kind of the the hit on him for a long time is that he couldn't get those one or two yard gains when he needed it. Yep. But now I think having the fact that he's playing as well as he is creates that great balance with the passing game, and yeah. you, you you you're able to do that one two punch. And do you think it's something as simple too with with the defensive side of things that it's just now finally getting to being complimentary football on both sides yeah where you know okay offense is starting to click starting to figure it out defense now i mean last night yes there i honestly feel like the defensive game plan last night kind of was adjusted a little bit because of what the packers offense was able to do yeah i i feel like you know okay they go down and they score right away the offense is rolling they've got more confidence in the offense and i honestly feel like that affects the defensive game planning in and i could be completely off on this but i felt like last night Joe Barry, the defense, said, okay, we're going to live by allowing a little bit of more of the running, you know, Isaiah mm-hmm. having success running the football. But we know what we also have on the outsides of Carrington Valentine and Corey Ballantine, you know, and all that. We're willing to have Kansas City just drain that clock. Yeah. Drain that clock. We know our offense is playing better, but we're willing for if Kansas City wants to drain that clock, we'll let them. And when they get to that red zone, that's when we step it up. And they had the three sacks on Patrick Mahomes. I think the first time all season Patrick Mahomes has been sacked three times. I honestly feel like that was part of the game plan last night. He's like, we're willing. Kind of like I'll go back to, remember watching this, uh, was it uh, the 30 for 30 Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells? Yeah. Where Bill Belichick, was it that they allowed, like, Jim Kelly to throw it all over the place, but they wanted to stop Thurman Thompson or vice versa or something like that. They picked one thing to stop and right. lit up the stat sheet. On one side, but they still won. They were willing to, you know, give up live that, that one. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. And I feel like that was last night's game plan because they're like, yeah, we know he doesn't have all the receivers that you know that are lighting up stat sheet, but it's still Patrick Mahomes, right? It's still Travis Kelsey. If they want to drain that clock by running the football, we're willing to to let them do that, right? Yeah, and you know, it's like a what is it, death by a, a thousand paper cuts? It's yeah. like they let them run, 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 and they got over a hundred yards rushing, mm-hmm. and. And it looked impressive on the ground, but yeah, like you said, it's draining the clock, and the Packers' offense kept being able to counter strike yep. when they did. So yeah, I think the game plan looked great. I mean, I still, I, I, I'll be honest, I still thought that Kansas City was probably going to go down and yeah. score on that last drive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I felt like it was just one of those games, and I felt really nervous on that hail mary. I'm not going to yeah. Be lying oh no, <laughs> me too. I'm like, if somebody's going to probably come down with this, it, yep. but until that, and that's how like. That's how what a great game is. Until that final whistle, mm-hmm. you had that game was in doubt until the clocks hit, yeah, triple zero, double zero, whatever you want to say on it. And yeah, I mean it was it was a fun game to watch. And even if they would, you know, here's the thing: like even if Kansas City comes back and drives and wins that game, 
there would have been so much to take out of that game. That was crossing my mind last night, thinking, like, okay, if they lose this, what's the conversation going to be like tomorrow, today? Right. Would there be optimism? Would there be a moral victory sense, you know, sort of thing? I I thought that because there was a real thought in my mind, like, they – I was kind of like you. I'm like, I'm not going to be surprised if they pull this thing out. Right. I mean, it's just – it's the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. It's a team that is best team of this decade. Yeah. We'll go that way. I mean, the last how many, six to seven years, you can go back. They're the best team. Yep. And for them to be having a chance to drive for the win, yeah, you could see it there right away. It was like, okay, this could happen. This could be a tough ending. But for them to get the win just is huge. It's just huge for the Packers right now. All right, thanks, Justice. We are going to take a quick break, and I want to hit up the, the college football playoff committee's picks, Badger basketball, their big win, and then later on we got some picks. But first... Quick break. We'll be back after these words from our sponsors. Winter is here in the Chippewa Valley, which means it's even more important to make sure you have a good vehicle to hit the winter roads of Wisconsin. Need that vehicle for this winter season? Look no further than Toys and Ford in Chippewa Falls. Whether it's a car, truck, or SUV from their new or used inventory, Toys and Ford has the vehicle you're looking for. Making sure you have a good, proper working vehicle is incredibly important this winter season, and Toys and Ford knows that. Just give them a visit today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard and visit toysandford.com. Prepare for the holidays with your local holiday headquarters, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Whether you're looking to prepare for a big holiday feast or looking to grab some party platters, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire has everything you need to make your holiday get-togethers extra special this year. And remember, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire is your headquarters for all of your catering needs for those work Christmas parties. From a wide selection in their meat department, bakery goods as far as the eye can see, and a massive wine and spirits department, Hy-Vee has something for everyone. Plus, get some Christmas shopping done with their new toy aisles and sports shop. Get ready for the holidays with Hy-Vee. Now, Friday when we made our picks, I wanted Texas in. I thought uh, my picks were I thought Oregon was going to get in. I thought they, I picked them to beat Washington, so I thought they were going to get in. Got that wrong. But it was the winner that game was going to get a spot. Michigan got in. I thought Georgia was going to beat Alabama. And then I actually picked Louisville to beat Florida State, and that was going to propel Florida or uh, Texas in. But Florida State won. Uh, Alabama won. Washington won. A lot of discussion leading up to the selection, which was yesterday before kickoff. And no Georgia and no Florida State. Alabama jumping all the way to number four to get in. Texas moving up four spots themselves from seven to three. They got in. And a lot of people looking at why was FSU, Florida State not in it. That's where a lot of people have maybe their their angst or frustration or question marks surrounding that. And and I get it. You know, I get the, the frustration in that. But to me, this was straight up a business decision. This was straight up a business decision here. And I just, I'm, I'm not totally surprised by it. I'm totally not surprised by what the college football playoff committee did because you could throw in the strength of schedule argument for Florida State, which I'm sure a lot of people are, and maybe the committee is too. But let's be real. If their starting quarterback is in it, they're probably in it. Because I feel like, personally, my opinion, I feel like the committee looked at this and like, okay, if we put Florida State in this, 
if we put them at number three or number four, what are the odds that they might get blown out? And I, part of me kind of wonder too if they would have just annihilated Louisville. If they would have annihilated annihilated Louisville, maybe they get in. But the fact that it was close for a long time, a little bit of a low scoring thing. I kind of wonder too if that was the indicator. Like, hey, we're we're kind of we're we're concerned a little bit about a blowout. And the last thing we want is on the stage of our you know final four is a blowout game for for one team. That's not going to help ratings. That's not going to help you know business. And even leading up to it, there's going to be some be like, oh yeah, but what if they had that player? What if they had their starting quarterback? And everybody probably just would assume that Michigan would have wiped the floor with them or Washington would have put up too many points and they wouldn't have been able to get in a shootout. To me, this is strictly a business decision. Strictly a business decision. Whether you agree with it or not, you know, and I, there was a comparison I saw a lot on social media about, you know, with Florida State being out of it because of their quarterback situation. And a lot of people were kind of saying, well, you know, looking forward to the next time that. Uh, an NFL team loses its starting quarterback and they get taken out of the postseason because of that. And people were throwing out like the Eagles comparison and you know with Nick Foles leading the way and such. Funny, haha, you know, sort of thing. But let's be real, it's it's a couple different scenarios. Literally in the NFL, you win, you get into the postseason, where this one is determined by votes, by people, by a committee. And it was straight up a business decision. Alabama versus Michigan. As much as people are annoyed by Alabama or tired of Alabama or even tired a little bit of Harbaugh, Michigan, that's going to get viewers. That's going to draw the attention. That's going to draw talk. Harbaugh, Saban, Harbaugh, Saban. It's going to be talked about for the, up until we get to the game. And then you got Washington and Texas. Is Texas back? Hook'em horns. Quinn Ewers. Arch Manning's, you know, the backup. But you're talking about already, wow, explosion on offense. That might be a high-scoring game. I just, to me, it was straight up a business decision, not a football decision. It wasn't a decision made like, hey, since you're undefeated, you won your conference, you won that, you're in. If it was a football decision, FSU is probably in. But this was straight up money ratings and all that. And and the thing is too, I don't know if this was part of their thinking, but for if there was any doubters out there left that whether the college football playoff should be expanded, this was almost a way for the committee to say, Hey, see, this is why we want expansion, or this is why we wanted expansion. If there was any doubters out there, all this talk would have been mute. It was just another example of that for I I don't I don't know if that was I don't think it was intentional. But let's be real, that was also sent to a message to some of the doubters out there saying, see, this is what we've been saying for how long? Big time win for the Badger men's basketball team over Marquette on Saturday. We've been talking about, everybody's been talking about leading up to this three-game stretch for, for the Badger basketball team, Marquette, Michigan State, and then Arizona, Marquette 3 Michigan State now unranked, but they had a brutal schedule to open up with. They always do that. And then Arizona ranked number two. It's like, yeah, 
that you know be happy maybe if Wisconsin gets one of those maybe one of those well they got one of them already taking down Marquette Wisconsin basketball's kind of had Marquette's number the last uh the last couple of years but that is a huge huge win for for Badger basketball huge win and you, we've been talking all morning about the Packers growth and the youngsters and 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 all that but man how do, how do you not get excited for for a win like that I don't know if they're going to beat Michigan State or, or Arizona, but you got you know guys like AJ Store, the youngster transfer guy coming in. Max Klesman had a great game, twenty-one points for him on there too. I this Badger team I think is going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. I don't know if they'll be a deep postseason run team or a deep you know tournament team in their Elite Eight or anything like that, but I just. I like the makeup of this team. I like the these youngsters that are in it with Store and Blackwell. Now, if you're going to get some consistency from Stephen Kroll and you know maybe even a Max, and if Connor can get a little bit healthier with that back situation, I think this is going to be a fun team to watch. And they're going to be a team, I think, you know, when it comes to Big Ten opponents, when we get to really fully into the Big Ten schedule, it's going to be a typical Wisconsin team that. I think a lot of Big Ten teams are not going to want to play, that they're not going to want to face. And when you look at the the rankings now, and we'll we'll get the latest ones coming out uh, later today, but Purdue losing to Northwestern. Purdue was the number one team, and they lose to Northwestern. Marquette, three, losing to Wisconsin. Arizona's probably going to be the new number one team now. So Wisconsin will be going up against the number one team in the country. And that's actually Arizona's next game is Wisconsin. You look at, you know, Arizona's got a kind of a difficult schedule coming up here too. So Arizona just beat Michigan State uh, a couple weeks ago. Now they got Wisconsin. And then right after Wisconsin, a week after that, is a game against Purdue. Number 23, Alabama. And then Florida Atlantic who's currently ranked 13th in the country. But I'll be curious to see if Wisconsin, I don't. I would imagine they're going to get some votes, and I don't know if they'll crack the top 25, because I'm looking at the latest ones right now, or like the, the previous votes, and they didn't get any votes. Um, Michigan State's got 57 on there. Yeah, Wisconsin did. I would have to imagine Wisconsin's going to get some votes now. I would have to imagine that's going to be the case. But an early signature win, resume-building win for for this basketball team that'll pay dividends down the line, I believe. But they got off to a fantastic start. Fantastic start with this tough three-game stretch here. And hopefully, I would love it if they can steal another one of these coming up here. I mean, they somehow beat Arizona. All right, let's make some picks before we wrap up this episode of the podcast. Brought to you by our good friends from the Elbow Room over there. Go visit the Elbow Room. It's an awesome sports bar. If you if you like some sweet swag like decor or memorabilia, go check out the Elbow Room if you haven't been there. I mean, some sweet pictures, autograph pictures, jerseys. It is a fantastic 
fantastic atmosphere. Plus, they've got Man Cave Lights over there, too. So go grab yourself a Man Cave Light while you're watching the game tonight, looking for somewhere to watch the game tonight. Head on over to our good friends uh, at the Elbow Room. I mean, you're, it's, it's sports kind of a mecca inside there. Quick updates on the on the Pick'em Challenge uh, leaderboard going on right now. Uh, if it's going to load for me, come on, load up on the leaderboard. We still, ooh, Garrett. Garrett increasing his lead a little bit. Uh, he's up 130. Tim in second at 128. I finally had a good week. Moved up to third. I'm coming for you, Garrett. I'm coming for you. I'm tied with Pat, Peter, and uh, Darren at 126. You know, I'm just saying, Garrett, if you want to, you know, forget to make some picks on a week or something like that for us to catch up, I'd, I'd appreciate that, though, too. So, but, you know, we'll see. Let's do some picks for tonight. So, the spread, now, it's about nine, I've seen nine, nine and a half. I've, I've even seen it up to ten in favor of Jacksonville over Cincinnati. Let's use the nine. I think, oh, I'm picking Jacksonville to win, and I think they cover. So I think they cover. I mean, you feel bad for for the Bengals. No Joe Burrow this year, uh, or I should say, for the rest of the season here. That was one of my Super Bowl picks. They're not going to the postseason. Uh, I, I don't think it's in the cards for them. So I'm going Jacksonville tonight, and I do think they cover. Uh, we're going to use the the, the nine, uh, the spread at nine here, and I think they cover. I do think they win by double digits. The total uh, is at about thirty eight. So. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go over that. And it's mostly going to come from, from Jacksonville, I think. I think most of it's going to come from Jacksonville. I just, I don't think the Bengals are going to put up a ton of points, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I have this feeling that Jacksonville is going to put up uh, a decent amount of points tonight. Trevor Lawrence right now, uh, over or under 200 and, well, is he going to be over 242 and a half, uh, yards passing? Uh, I'll go over, but slightly. I'm thinking like 260s into 270s. Browning quarterback for for the Bengals, uh, 215, 215 and a half. You're going to go over that. I think he's going to go under. I think Jacksonville's defense is going to make it tough on him uh, tonight. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have more than one and a half. I know FanDuel's got him at uh, over one and a half touchdown passes. I think he gets over that tonight. I'm going to go with... Three touchdown passes for Trevor Lawrence tonight. Travis Etienne, how many uh, rushing yards for him? Uh, they've got it at 65 and a half. I think he gets over that. Mixon, 46 and a half. I think Joe Mixon will get over that too. I, I think he'll slightly get over that. Leading receiver, Calvin Ridley right now, uh, the leader for Jacksonville. Will he get over 55 and a half tonight? I'll, I'll go with you over on that. I think he'll get over 55 and a half. Jamar Chase, obviously 54 and a half for the Bengals. I also think he will get over uh, on that. Uh, touchdown scorers, Travis Etienne is your leader uh, right now, according to Caesars. Then you got Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, then Joe Mixon. Yeah, I think Travis Etienne, that hit that one. Uh, I, I think he's going to be the guy, uh, especially you know your touchdown leader for, for tonight. I'm gonna. I think he's gonna get a couple. I'm gonna go with 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 two on there. I'll go with two for for Travis Etienne. 
Uh, let's switch it over because I only got a few minutes left here. I want to switch it over to uh, some hoops chat or some hoops uh, picks here. So we got Boston at Indiana. Boston, uh, the spread is at six right now. Boston wins. Boston covers. We've got, or wait, this is for, for tomorrow. Never mind. I'm going to save it for, for later. Never mind. Nope. Not going to do that one. I'll save it for tomorrow there because, uh, yeah, the Bucks. I'll save that Bucks one for, for tomorrow and such. So strike what I just said. Okay. We've got, uh, what do we got here, though? Oh, no, no. We got, okay, that schedule's wrong. This one's right. So I had two different schedules up. They got the dates mixed up. We'll go back to it. Boston covers. My bad. I was looking. They have this one website's got the wrong dates on there, but uh, I'll Boston wins tonight. They cover by six. Uh, they'll, they'll get more than six. Then we've got uh, the Pelicans and Sacramento. Sacramento by three and a half. Yeah, easy cover for for Sacramento. Sacramento sitting at eleven and seven this year. New Orleans at uh, eleven and ten. And then tomorrow night we've got the two games with Milwaukee and New York, and then Phoenix and the Lakers. So we'll do those picks for tomorrow we'll hit those picks up for for tomorrow there so but with our pick segments you know fridays are pretty easy because we've got a lot of football games going on and such but we're going to kind of start to incorporate so today we did a little bit you know with uh the over-unders on passing yards and touchdowns we're going to start to incorporate that a little bit more with uh with our new pick segment it's going to be a daily thing now right at the end of the program there um Plus, with, with basketball, we're going to incorporate that a little bit more, too. Obviously, when baseball gets going, we'll have more there, too. And then, you know, football, too. But that's kind of the gist. We're going to have a little fun with that. And, ideally, I'd like to kind of make it uh, maybe like a, maybe, kind of like our Pick'em Challenge. Maybe we can do our own version. I'll have to see if we can get the, the computer people out there to make something for us. But kind of our own customized pickup thing where every day we've got our custom picks you know what i mean like i'll have to see if i could talk to some people out there to come up with that and we'll just select new ones every day you know Giannis over or under 35 and a half points uh jordan love over or under 265 and a half passing yards i'll see if i can find somebody that can create that for us that'd be kind of fun and make uh, all of you I should say make all of you, but have all of you involved in our picks over there. That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in and checking out this episode. If you haven't already, follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And while you're there, if you could give it a five-star rating and a positive review, I would appreciate it, guys and gals. So until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and I will talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.